and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon on a Tuesday. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon and Ken Miller are here for the next couple of hours talking sports uh, with you. Appreciate you tuning in here this morning. Here's what's coming up on the BMW of Des Moines guest list. In uh, 20 minutes from now, we will uh, be joined by Eric Heft, the color analyst for Iowa State. We will preview Iowa State, Texas tonight. A pretty big basketball game here, uh, well, in Story County. Uh, that will take place at 7 o'clock. ESPN Plus, if you heard, has that one uh, here tonight. If you can't, if you don't have it, you can hear the game, of course, uh, down the hall here on 100.3 The Bus. Or if you're in Story County, the home and away voice of Iowa State and Story County is 1430 KSI and our friend Dave Sproul. We'll be here tomorrow. I look forward to catching up with him. But uh, today, Eric Heft starts it off. Then we're going to take a kind of a respite from sports for a few minutes because, after all, these studios are named after one of our fine sponsors, the Jethro Studios. And uh, Scott Peel is going to join us from Jethro's. They're working on their always revamping the menu and... I have a feeling we get the guinea pig a couple of these. Oh, really? Items. Well, that's the case last time. Right, yeah. I found fried pickles, and I don't like pickles. And I couldn't keep my hands out of them. In fact, I took them things. home. You tried to grab a couple in your to-go bag, and I slapped <laughs> your hand. Give me those, Condon. Uh, but uh, Scott will be here coming up at 1140. Adam Emenecker begins our Drake coverage this season. Speaking of Jethro's, he's got a sandwich named after it's him. It's a good point. He does. Um, there was a show that came to town, one of those eating shows. Yeah, Man versus Food. Man versus Food. Yeah. That's who it is. Exactly. I've watched that a lot during the COVID. And by the way, COVID's back in the news. Uh, we'll, we'll get, get to, to that, that in just a second. Uh, but Emenecker does have a sandwich. Have you seen that sandwich that's named after him? I've had that sandwich. Well, not in one sitting. No, no, not by myself. In fact, my bachelor party. We're going way back. Yeah, really? We uh, Well, we stopped off after golf, of course, to Prairie Meadows. But before... Seems like a good idea. Got dinner, and I don't know, there was probably 20 guys, something like that. We stopped there, got a couple of tables, and... Two Emeneckers, and you were good? Just I think we ordered four, Yeah, and there was still leftovers oh for God. 20 guys. That thing's monstrous. No, it really is. Um Doco Pizza sponsors Adam Emenecker. He will join us on Tuesdays, and I believe he's, well, I know he's going to be with, uh, with the drive with Heather and John. I think Thursday's uncertain of actually where they've scheduled him, but they will preview the weekend with Adam. We will recap and kind of preview the midweek tilt for Drake as he'll be joining us right through the end uh, of March. Look forward to catching up with uh, with uh, a really good guy and a heck of a player. Mm-hmm. Larry Bird Award winner. Um, only played one year. Dr. Tom didn't think he was worthy of the floor as a junior. And then he comes out as senior and, well, best player in the conference. Oh, well. Probably could have found some minutes. Yeah, I would think, but right? Probably, but. I would think. Maybe it was just the light bulb maybe. finally turned yeah. on. And- but boy, when it turned on, gee, he yes. was bright right off the bat. Uh, until sadly, they got to the tournament and they went down to Tampa and he was either 0 for 10 or 1 for 10. Um, but they wouldn't be there without him. So right. I'm not knocking Emmenecker. I'm excited to talk to him. He's a good guy. Obviously knows the game, knows the Valley. And the Valley is a hell of a race. I looked this mm-hmm. morning. There's eight teams within a game. And you and I, who we'd left for dead, are, are one of them. They're in the mix. Mm-hmm. Of course, Drake. Man, what's wrong with this team? 
They certainly Saturday night looked like they have turned it around and starting to figure it out once again. Indiana State, we kind of wondered about their sustainability. They've mm-hmm. taken a couple losses mm-hmm. since we last had that conversation. It is wide open and for the first time, a 12-team race this year. No, it's really good. It's going to be a fun mm-hmm. conference. We're, we're grateful to uh, Doko and Emenecker for, uh, for doing this. Uh, Dane Mizutani will head north to the Twin Cities, catch up with our friend from the St. Paul Pioneer Press, talk about uh, some of the difficult decisions that the Vikings have uh, in store. Of course, the Vikings play here during the regular season, and uh, they've got a bunch of decisions. We'll bounce around some of the other sports uh, in the Twin Cities with Dane Mizutani from the St. Paul Pioneer Press. He will join us at 1230 Trent's plays of the day circus sports sponsors that comes uh, up at about 10 minutes before we skedaddle out of here uh, at uh, one o'clock so we'll save the football for a few minutes because that's where we thought we'd start but mm-hmm. uh, news this morning that northwestern has only six players uh, six roster players available due to a couple with injuries but i think more so uh with a um a bout of covid um Turned the clock back, right? That is that has sadly uh, inflicted the team, and they will not have enough bodies to uh, make the trip over here. The game is being postponed; it is not forfeited. Uh, they'll try and work out a date that is um, agreeable to both teams. But if it's only agreeable to Iowa, Northwestern would really prefer it somewhere else. Well, I'm sorry, you know what? Yeah, I'm right. sorry. Uh, we did you a solid. Now it might just be a little bit inconvenient for you. Maybe so. Um, but uh, we'll we'll see where it comes up on the schedule. So there was a, a lot of rumblings going on initially and a lot on Twitter this morning about this game should be a forfeit. Mm-hmm. And you go to the Big Ten website, and what do you see? You see there are basically guidelines that they have in place in case of a forfeiture. Well, you know how that plays out. The problem was they amended that about a month later, and they hadn't updated on the website. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so, found it in a different news article. So, it so, had been. Yeah. So, a bunch of people were tweeting this out. This, this is from your own website, yeah, for crying out loud. It's love. an automatic forfeit yeah. at Big Ten. What are you doing here? This is a disaster. Yeah. Oh, by the way, here's the actual amended forfeiture policy. Come so, on, Kevin Warren. <laughs> right. Yeah, he's probably got a few other things I on would his think, mind. Yeah. yeah. Getting ready for that a new that's job. That's being delegated. So, the updated policy, this was updated last December, 13 months ago. And it says the conference office and all 14 Big Ten institutions have been continuing. So, da, da, da. Okay. Well being, okay, nobody cares about that. Let's get to the part that matters. A team that is not below the number of requisite competitors or coach may still determine that it is unsafe to compete. In such case, forfeiture will not be automatic. But an institution would need to demonstrate to the conference office, including the chief medical officer, mm. the circumstances. So you just can't make this up? Right. Yeah. This needs to be something that right. goes this route. Schedule-wise, unless you're going to be moving a bunch of things around, there aren't a whole lot of dates. I saw you tweeted out a couple. Kakert's got, he threw out January 31st. January 31st. So let's take a look here. And you threw out a couple that were much later in the schedule. Well, it's only one month after the January, right, for the yeah. most part. So the, the ones that I had were February 7th and March 3rd. So what, Caker, you said the 31st? January 31st, yeah. So that would be Iowa plays Sunday, home against Rutgers. And what day is Sunday? The 29th. Okay. 
Two days later, then, you'd play Northwestern, and then they don't play again until Saturday against Illinois. Not too bad. How about North from a Northwestern perspective? And that's what we uh, get into now with the Wildcats of how it's going to look for them. All right, we'll bring them up. I'm guessing they'd play the 29th as well. They play the 28th. Okay, Friday night for them. And they don't play again until the 2nd. Works. It works. So the uh, 2nd is a Thursday. Is a Thursday, So yes. they play Friday. There would be a Friday, Tuesday, Thursday. So that is one that's that doable. perhaps can work in the mm-hmm. schedule. Are we still here? Yeah, sadly. I mean, I, it's going to let us know when it's done. Right. <laughs> that's, to think that this was going to be the news that we were going to wake yeah, up here no, today. I thought, we, I thought we were done. Right. I never want to hear social distancing or... <laughs> yes. Ma- or I never... I mean, ever, nobody does. Absolutely. Thought, certainly in the sports world, mm-hmm. that we had moved mm-hmm. past that. Yet, here it is once again. Mm-hmm. They only had six players. He needs seven. Sir Walkon, apparently not. Is this Collins saying maybe finally I got another NCAA tournament team? Well, I don't think you would be the only Hawkeye fan that said that has that uh, theory uh, out there. I, I don't know. I, I want to believe them on their on face value that uh, that the, the illness is preventing. Them oh, I'm from sure it's a part game. of it. Who's hurt? That's my question. Who is out for Northwestern? And where are they statistically amongst the <laughs> leading scorers slash rebounders slash minutes uh, eaters for Northwestern? I mean, for all intents and purposes, they only play seven guys. Okay. So that's a part of it. Mm-hmm. And you lose a couple of those pieces. And they're, and speaking of losing, I mean, they're, they're on a bit of a downward turn right now, are they not? They are, but they lost two games last week. Rutgers, they should have won that game. They were leading basically throughout... Rutgers made a couple of plays late in the final two minutes to win that one. Same thing against Michigan. I mean, they were right there with them. They're going blow for blow. They had a couple of decent leads in that one. So it's not, yeah, they lost two in a row, but they're not playing poorly. Anything like that. It just, how does it, how does something like that happen? I don't know, this quickly too. It just, you know, it's a virus, right? You, know, you just, <laughs> you just never know what's going to be the case there. But yeah, just interesting circumstances as yeah they had the lead going uh, late in that game northwestern did against mm. michigan but ultimately the wolverines uh, pulled away in that one so yeah it's disappointing yep not to have the game figuring out the schedule all that the chris street uh is, is it a document yeah a documentary that, that they're calling it uh is going to move up until eight o'clock or whenever ohio state nebraska uh they settle it mm-hmm. then immediately following that and then the iowa michigan game from 93 will re-air I guess at 9, if everything stays on schedule, that'll re-air at 9 o'clock. If you haven't seen it, if you're a youngster... The game itself, you mean? Well, both. Yeah. I mean, just... I'm looking forward to the documentary. No doubt. And that game, that Michigan game, Super Mm -hmm. Bowl Sunday, Jim Nance on the call with Billy Packer. Hmm. It was was big time. Mm -hmm. And a huge moment, and... Seeing the streets, I saw a clip last night. Is about I did too. Well, I saw the. Uh, it looks phenomenal. Yeah, it's Wade like... Looking Bill, our friend's part of it. Yes. Did you see his quote? No. This is from Wade Looking Bill. Mm-hmm. I think it's the greatest moment in the history of Iowa basketball. Yeah. You know what I've said about it since day one. It is the one thing I will remember about however long my career is. How many games we've watched? Yeah. I'll never forget that. I cried. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when because you knew that you knew what the what he was doing purposely, and um, just the, the wherewithal you, you could see him. Look oh, you're up speaking of Bohannon. Yeah, Bohannon missed the shot. Oh, okay, okay. shot. Yeah, I thought you were talking about the Michigan game. Okay. Oh no, 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 no. The Bohannon purposely missing the free throw. Looks up at his brother Zach, and um, 
Yeah, I'm just and, and that game purpose. wasn't in the bag either. It was still like a five no, six I point know. game. It was. It would have taken some crazy circumstances, right? But but, still. You, but but I think like I'm not um, a believer. Uh, I don't know what to believe. But I think if there is somebody looking out for that, it was going to look after out for Iowa after they did, sure. after Bohannon did that, right? But uh, the, the the greatest moment in the history of Iowa basketball from you know one of Street's teammates, who will join us on Thursday to recap the uh, um, the documentary that airs tomorrow night and talk about his teammate. Yeah, it's uh, that's the difficult part about this because the celebration of it. I was looking at the weather forecast, thinking about going over. Oh, just, tomorrow, yeah, it's yeah, brutal, right? And it's not going to be good. Mm-hmm. And, well, no, don't have to worry about that at all. But he's meant so much, and on the thirty-year anniversary, to have that game taken away, you know, from Iowa fans and, and having everything to go along with it. And mm-hmm. I was looking forward to. I, I told you a couple of weeks ago, taking Ella to the game. Yeah. She's getting into you know mm-hmm. Iowa basketball a little bit and getting that excitement level and, and then telling these stories and something where Chris Street will live on. It doesn't matter if it's the 30th or the 50th or the 100th anniversary of his passing. It is always going to be a huge piece of Iowa mm. basketball and telling these stories and having those moments in Carver and connecting yeah. back That's to That's unfortunate it. for that reason. You're 100% right. You know, the streets yeah. are going to be there and get I to wonder see if they would, would, they, would they've kept the building open if you wanted if, and, and show it on the, the Jumbotron. I wonder if weather just makes it. Let's not even do that. No, I mean, if the game would have been played, oh, sure. could you have been? Could you have stuck around and watched it? Yeah, maybe. It's not what not a bad idea. We, yeah, we'll never know. Never know. Never know if that's going to be the case. But losing that component too—that's fair. That's that's true. Is Trent. hugely yep. disappointing. It is. It's, it 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 absolutely is. I've I've told you. I was in middle school. It was incredibly impactful. Mm-hmm. I remember the little blurb going into the ten o'clock news, whatever was on, at the CBS at the time. And hearing, so it made the that ten o'clock newscast that yeah. night. Did it really? And it was like at I don't know nine thirty. You know, during yeah. going to commercial break, and they do the little ten yeah. second cutaway to one of the anchors coming up, said, coming up to ten. An Iowa yeah. basketball player passes away, mm-hmm. and my first thought was, and, and it's terrible to think this way, not Chris Street. That, that's, that's what popped into your head. That's automatically where my eleven year old mind went. That is, huh. Chris Street was that guy. Yeah. He was one of us. Huh. He was an Iowan. He was yep. what you dreamed to be. He played the game the right way. Mm-hmm. He was at the top of the point. Yeah. He was a guy that was taking balls off the face from Indiana. He was he so was you're saying that there guy. was a lot of Iowa kids in, in their driveways that were Chris Street. It was all number four game winning shot, right? You were yeah. yeah. It'd be great to be Kenny Murray. I knew I wasn't gonna be Kenny. Well, yeah. I wasn't gonna be six foot nine like Chris Street either, but right. but he was one of us. Uh. And when that happened and the news and just completely breaking down as they Jeez. open up the news with that and just not being able to sleep, not being able to get through it and talking mm. you know, with my basketball teammates the next mm-hmm. day and going through all that and, and the conversations that was so impactful. And here we are 30 years later and it's still impactful. I can't wait to watch it uh, for, for a number of reasons. Um, I was in Denver. Prairie Meadows went belly up in 91. Mm-hmm. So I moved on to Denver for three years and I, I missed I missed two significant events, the, uh, Chris Street and the Drake Diner shootings. Oh, really? Uh, both happened when I was there and before I came back in 94. Anyways, take a time out. Eric Heft will join us. Going to preview a colossal tilt tonight. Uh, I don't think that's going over no, the top. No, not at all. Iowa State is a two-and-a-half-point favorite over the Longhorns. 
Somebody's coming back. I can't think of who. Uh, there's something uh, other the point than... point guard. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, we'll get into that game with our friend Eric Heft. He joins us next. Miller and Condon underway on a Tuesday. Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Um. Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Seven o'clock tonight, Hilton Coliseum banged out students. They've been camping out in tents in anticipation of the doors opening and them screaming to their seats. That's a pretty big field, does it not, Eric? Have good to catch up with you again, Eric. How you been? I've been great. I've been great watching fun basketball. Yeah, you are again this year, right? It's been uh, uh, it's been great, and the conference overall it's just it's just one of those leagues, right? There, I know it's cliche, but there isn't an off night in it. As teams are going to find out, here comes Texas tonight. Let's go back before we go forward, man. Oh man, last two times that uh, TJ's taken his group into uh, into Allen Fieldhouse, if it would have should have, it was there uh, and just uh, wasn't to be. Another terrific game, uh, even in defeat. I was it actually moves from 14 to 12 uh, with the loss on the heels of their win at Texas Tech. But what a game. It was a heck of a game. You know, and you look at the way Iowa State plays with, with a toughness. I, I I don't know that we've had a more connected team. I mean, it's probably been back since, you know, Naz and Monte and those guys, uh, you know, they were so connected as well. And I think that just makes a huge difference. You know, I think, you know, Iowa State doesn't have, I mean, going into the season, you look and say, who's going to get a bucket at the end of the shot clock, where Isaiah Brockington was kind of that guy last year. Yet, they're still really good at the end of the shot clock because of the way they continue to run their offense throughout. And we saw that a number of times in the KU game Saturday, where shot clock's kind of running down, but they're still running their stuff and find a way to get a good look. So, it was a heck of a game. You know, KU's a terrific team, no no doubt about that, and a different kind of KU team with without the big post player playing. Uh, but, you know, it was the matchup, I think, of uh, two of the very best coaches. Certainly Bill Self is a Hall of Famer, well-deserved. But TJ, I think, has done an incredible job of molding, first of all, assembling this group and then molding them into a team that is just uh, it's just a tough out. That they are seemingly every single time you know this team is going to be there, what they do on the defensive end. We've seen Gabe Kalsher shoot the ball so well here the last couple of games. Is it mechanical? Is it, well, he's always shooting, he's going to eventually hit some. What have you seen out of Kalsher and that shooting stroke seemingly coming back? You know, I I really kind of trace it back to a couple of things. One, you know, last year, you know, Isaiah got all the, you know, a lot of the pub, or certainly a, a large share of it, and rightfully so. And Gabe was kind of that other guy, always trying to maybe get up to that level. Uh, but this year, you know, first of all, he's improved in every aspect of his game. And I think, you know, at the end of last season, maybe the final few games of the season, he started really putting the ball on the floor, getting into the mid-range and getting some shots down that I think really aids his confidence overall. Uh, but if you look, uh, you know, last year when, when Gabe put the ball on the deck, he kind of went, okay, one or two dribbles, that'd be enough. But now 
he's improved his handle so much. I think that's just added to his confidence. And when the teams you know, start to run out at him, uh, challenge that three-point shot, he's able to go by them and make a play. So I just think his overall game is you know, much better, and his confidence level is as high, probably higher than it's ever been. Yeah, Taman Lipsy uh, off to a terrific start in his career. Of course, circumstances. Hunter leaves. We get it. Jeremiah Williams going to play a lot of minutes, and uh, injury prevents him from doing so. And Lipsy, you're up. Boy, oh boy, there's going to be difficult nights in the Big Twelve. It's that it's that tough of a conference, but it certainly doesn't look like he's out of place, Eric. You know, it's like it's like John says said a couple of times. It's like, man, I didn't realize Taman was a fifth year senior, <laughs> the poise with which he plays. Yeah. You know, and it's really so true. I mean, he the moment's not too big. I mean, he's he is so much in control. He sees the floor well. Uh, you know, some people have point guard instincts. Some people play. I played point guard. I didn't have point guard instincts. You know, I was kind of <laughs> yeah. forced into it. You know, but some guys just have that. Jeff Hornacek. He had that. Obviously, Monte Morris, Jamal Tinsley, those guys had that point guard instinct. They know where everybody is on the floor, and, and Taman is that guy for sure. And on top of that, you know, he's got a body ready for Big 12 play, too, and I don't think you can overstate that. I mean, he's that's really helped him, I think, on the defensive end. But his anticipation defensively and his knowledge of – I mean, Dwan Harris you know, doesn't score a point the other day as, yeah. uh, because right. – because, because Damon just wouldn't let him get to his spots. Now, Dewan played a good game, but it was like it took a scoring threat, a guy who'd been scoring the ball really well lately, took him out of the game. So it's a complete game uh, for Taman, both ends of the floor. He's been terrific. So another guy, youngster, a freshman in this class, Demarion Watson, and there's just something, you look at him, Oh yeah, that's a basketball player, right? He's got the length mm. to him, six seven. He just looks like a baller. He's played double figure minutes now the last three games. What have you seen out of his development? And and it feels like he is just scratching the surface of what he can be. I think he's going to be a terrific player. One of those hopefully four year guys, you know, mm-hmm. who just does a little bit of everything. You know, I think as he gets his shot refined, he's a good shooter. You know, in high school, uh, I think maybe a little overwhelmed a little bit by the physicality of it early in the season. But man, yeah, he's, he has a terrific attitude and he's got the athletic ability, ability to block shots, alter shots, and he's a good rebounder on top of it. And it's an area where, you know, Iowa State has performed a lot better because the, the rebounding by committee has really worked and he's a big part of that. But I think the, the sky's the limit for, for what Demarion can do. Uh, was it Oshuni's best game, did you think, as a cyclone uh, this past weekend? And I get that foul trouble, you know, didn't uh, prevented him from being on the floor more minutes. It's unfortunate because I thought he was having a terrific game and it's six foot ten against, uh, against Kansas. Uh, they needed that. Uh, was that his best game as a clone? Oh, I, I would say is one of his two best for sure. I just had a couple in the Big 12 that were really strong performances. And, and I think he's starting to play. I mean, I think TJ made a nice adjustment uh, because early in the season, Iowa State was trying to get him the ball on the low block a lot. And he's not as comfortable, you know, on that low block where they come down and double, even though he's a good passer. Uh, he likes to be able to cut. He catches the ball in the middle of the lane, and that's where he's most effective. So I think a good adjustment, you know, by TJ to, to get him in his more more of his comfort zone, and he's really delivered. I mean, he's a, he's certainly a big part of, of Iowa State's defense for sure. But offensively, I think he's got the ability. He's over a thousand point scorer in his career. So as he develops more confidence and we find him in the right spots, you know, I think he's going to continue to 
continue to blossom. And then we get to tonight, and mm. there's going to be emotion in the crowd. It's going to be fired up and revved up as it normally is. But with Tyrese Hunter coming back, it's going to add just another layer to this. What does TJ say before this game? There's a lot of new guys, but there's also guys that, that played with Tyrese a year ago. What's the conversation in the locker room before the game and, and kind of maybe keeping those emotions in check? You know, first of all, there are only four guys that played with Tyrese last year. A lot of other mm, newcomers will yeah. will have that responsibility, too. So you know, I think the number one thing is I, I think it would be more of an individual thing for Gabe or Caleb or somebody that played with him to really have that even be any, any part of an impact. Uh, I think for the most part, you look at the Texas team and say, man, this is a really good team. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can do it on both ends of the floor. you got to slow down Marcus Carr. It's Iowa State versus Texas. Uh, the Tyrese Hunter thing is more of a sideshow and certainly will be a sideshow for the fans, I suspect, tonight. Uh, but as far as from the player standpoint, it's finding a way to beat a really good Texas team. And I don't think he'll mention Tyrese Hunter at all. Yeah, I don't think you should. I, I'm, I'm with you. Um, do you remember? I know. T- I know. Uh, uh, Travis Hines wrote a piece about Haleska's return. Do you remember that? Um, back, what was it? Oh five. I think. I mean, it's a long time ago now. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what it was like in the building when he returned uh, to Hilton? Well, there seemed to be a little acrimony, if I remember correctly. <laughs> you think? <laughs> you know, I certainly wasn't one of those. No. Like, uh, you know, I really liked Adam. As a matter of fact, I went to talk to him after the game and wished him the best because, you know, he, he went to a system that was a better fit for him at yeah. the time. So, And I'm also glad Iowa State won the game. <laughs> right. That's a way. But at the same time, uh, you know, I don't know how players, you know, different players will react differently. A lot of it is their mental makeup. And I think Tyrese tonight, you know, is a pretty tough mentally kid. So we'll see if that affects him. But, you know, I do remember a little bit about it. Uh, But once again, I remember the win more than anything else. Well, it's not just Tyrese Hunter that's come to town here. Marcus Carr is shooting the ball as well as anybody in the country. Timmy Allen, he can get to the rim. A big 6'6 six, six and 220. You know, he can get inside and do a lot of different things. This team can get up and down the floor. They had that rough patch defensively, especially giving up 116 to K-State, but it feels like maybe starting to figure it out a little bit on both ends of the floor now. Well, I think so. And you say figure it out, I mean, they've, they've lost two games <laughs> right. all year. Yeah. You know, And one, one in New York, Illinois, the game uh-huh. they had in, the, in hand, and, mm-hmm. and they didn't close it out. So they should they should have won that game. Uh, and then had the anomaly against K-State. They've been a really consistent team. So, yeah, they found it. I think they found it right from the get-go. And I think the biggest thing, you know, with the change in coaching, uh, with Chris Beard out, I think Rodney Terry's a good steadying influence. He's probably an easier guy to play for in some respects and gives the guys a little bit more confidence offensively. And, and they've really shined. I really like Marcus Carr. I think that's a big, big thing in the game. But one of the big things in this game, tonight for me. Without Jazz Coons, Iowa State's going to start four guards. And you've got who's going to cover Timmy Allen? Who's going to cover Dillo DeSue? You know, they've got, uh, you know, we're going to start three, you know, three forwards. And can Iowa State match up with that? Can we keep them off the boards? We did a great job of that. Uh, certainly in, in the last couple of games where we had, you know, bigs working against guards, Iowa State's guards just did a tremendous job putting pressure on the ball, making those entry passes harder. But I think that's going to be one of the keys tonight. Timmy Allen's probably the guy 
and Marcus Carr, the two guys that scared me the most for this Longhorn team. Mm. One real quick on, on football. I know you didn't see TCU until the final game of the season, but when you'd be you know, watching tape in, ad, in advance of uh, Iowa State opponent, they happened to be playing TCU. Was there a point during the season that you thought, wow, this looks like a team that can contend for a national championship as we know they did? Look, it didn't end well, but George is a pretty special team. Take nothing away from what TCU did to get to that point. Did you think watching TCU that this was uh, they were as good as they were? Eric, or did they sneak up on you as well? Oh, they snuck up on me for sure. I thought they were middle of the pack. Mm -hmm. You know, with a chance to maybe, you know, in the middle of the pack, you can go a lot of different ways. You know, you can you can go, you know, um, seven and two in the league, or or, or three and six, and sometimes there's not a big difference between the two. So I, I didn't see that coming. But one thing I noticed about their team when I did see them, the biggest change for me uh, in that uh, TCU team was the physical nature of the team. They were the more physical team in every game they played until they ran into that buzzsaw. And that certainly wasn't the case. I thought their lack of physicality really had hurt them in the previous years. So it was a, it was a, it was an impressive team because of how physical they were, given the fact that they have all the skilled players they do. One more football surprise question. Does what the San Francisco 49ers quarterback is doing, has that surprised you? <laughs> First of all, surprised he's, he's even gotten a chance. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you, into, man. Going into the season, man, what a story! Mm. What a story! Phenomenal kid. Everybody knows that. I guess he's not a kid anymore, but hell, everybody's a kid <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> to me anymore. But uh, unbelievable what he's done. Granted, he's in a good system with a great coach with great playmakers. But his ability to make the quick reads, the decisions, and the accuracy with which he throws the ball. Man, it is a joy to watch, and man, I'd love to see him go all the way. Mm. 55 degrees yesterday. Did you get the sticks out? Did you get on the golf <laughs> <Nice>. course? <laughs> no, I, I was outside for a while, but okay. no golf. No golf. Do you get that circled when you get your calendar? Well, we go to Lubbock in January. Maybe <laughs> we get one of those days. Is that is that part of your rituals? You're going through the schedule every year? You know, I don't take my sticks anywhere. I, I haven't played golf on the road in about, oh, God, 25 years. Really? I suppose. So, All business. Uh, it's a work trip. Yes, right? it is. Absolutely. <laughs> Eric, great catching up with you. Have fun tonight. I think it's going to be a terrific basketball game. 100.3 the bus. You and John take the air at 6, correct? That is correct. Good stuff, so, Eric. Looking, for, looking, forward to a, looking forward to a great matchup. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Eric. I appreciate you doing this. All right, my pleasure. Yeah, good to catch up with you. Eric Heft, color analyst for Iowa State. Iowa State, a two-and-a-half-point favorite. It's going to be a game, man. Yes, it oh, is. Oh, this conference. There's literally... what? What is the off night? Is, can you look at the schedule? Oh, here's, is it Oklahoma? Maybe, but they only I mean, not... I mean, both West Virginia and Texas Tech are 0-5. Mm-hmm. What's Oklahoma State? They're like 1-4. They're 1-4, yeah. yeah. Those three teams, they're not easy. No, not by any means. You want to go to Morgantown? No, absolutely not. That defense and Huggy working mm-hmm. the sidelines and, and good luck. Texas Tech, they got some dudes. Yeah. Oklahoma State. But it does feel like we're now getting that delineation, right? There is six teams we feel confident in NCAA tournament teams at minimum. Oh, at least. Yeah. Kansas, Texas, Iowa State, K-State, TCU, TCU Baylor. Baylor. Yes. And then you get into Oklahoma Maybe. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma State, West Virginia, Texas Tech, maybe one of those I think three Texas can get Tech. That'd be the one that you uh-huh. believe in the most to get this thing turned back around. And they got around. blown out at, uh, in Ames last week. They did. 
And in between, they lost by two to Texas. Uh, they, they, close losses. Every one of them until they got the Ames was yeah. a couple-point loss. Yeah. I mean, the Kansas game team, uh-huh. you're right. Every single one of them can go the other way. And have we heard? Have you heard anything about the uh, the transfer, the Utah Valley kid that Iowa uh-uh. was involved with and uh-huh. hasn't played yet? Then it looked like maybe he was going to leave mm-hmm. and try to transfer right away. Right, 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 right. And then they brought him, brought him back into the fold. Yeah, Fardox Amok. Yeah, yeah. Haven't heard anything, though. It looked like he, he was back practicing, but he's an impactful guy. I mean, this was a consensus mm-hmm. top a lot of, 15. A lot of schools wanted him. Transfer in the transfer market. He had a 6'11 guy that can put up the numbers that he did. Mm. That certainly would be helpful. And say he does come back here in a week or two, and they go... It was six and three with him, something like that in the lineup. It's got to change their resume, right? Absolutely. And the way the conversation goes yep. for Texas Tech. That's, almost, that's a good one. I it's think almost it. time we um, bring Shelby Mass back into the rotation, yes. our bracketologist from bracketlag.com. He's, uh, he's got his latest bracket. Well, he does it every day. I was, I was back in. They were in, the, uh, um, they were in a play-in game. Mm-hmm. As an 11 seed against, I don't remember who it was in Shelby's. Against that, Wake Forest. Is that who it Old is? Old friend Steve Forbes. Nice. Maybe the future Iowa coach. That's a different conversation for a different day. But uh, yeah, the Lone Tree native, yeah, in there. But I saw another guy that I used to have on a lot, Dave Omen, uh, who does oh, another one of the bracket websites. He was with NBC Sports for a long time. He has Iowa as a seven seed right now. Really? Yeah. And that is, there is a big, big gap out there. You go to Bracket Matrix, that has like 60 mm-hmm. of them out there. I think I've seen. I was high as maybe a. I'd six. rather be an eleven seed and take your chances in the plane than take a take a six out and then play a three, as opposed to be like an eight nine I, game. Absolutely, yeah. Was well, it? That's what Iowa State was last year, were they not? Yeah, or didn't yeah. they? Were they in the six eleven? Yeah. yeah, I think so. That's Twenty minutes about to be. Uh, Iowa State right now is a, a consensus four, right? four at uh, all the brackets put together at Bracket Matrix. Iowa a nine currently. Well, both of them in the big dance. How about that? And there were times before the year, you wonder. Just before Christmas. And also, we'll talk Drake a little bit later. Working their way up. No, I don't think so. 20 minutes before. uh, The studios are sponsored by Jethro's. Scott Peel from Jethro's is going to join us next uh, for a few minutes. Now we're number two. Adam Emenecker, our first of, uh, well, twice weekly appearances here on KXNO. He'll be with Trent and I on Tuesdays with Heather and Sean, I believe Thursdays, but that's, uh, well, I'm not sure. I don't have their guest schedule in front of me, but I think Thursdays. Uh, They will join us. Doco uh, Doco Pizza Company sponsors that. Emenecker 1205 will head to the Twin cities with Dane Mazzatani at about 12.30. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. Problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, right, welcome back. Miller and Condon, 11.45 Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. Having trouble with headphones. Not mine. Scott's. Um... I'll figure that out. Just let me do this real quick here. It's time for another $1,000 slam dunk. Go to KXNO.com. Once you get there, you can enter the keyword pay, pay at KXNO.com. Pay at KXNO.com. That is your chance to win $1,000. Pay at KXNO.com. Thank you, Sean Roberts, for doing that for us. Scott Peel is here. Of course, Jethro's, the Jethro's Studios, is where each and every one of these shows emanate from. We appreciate that relationship. 
And as Jethro's tends to do, the menu, she's a-changing again. What have you brought in today? So uh, these are the LTOs that we do in our bacon location. We do have some menu changes that are probably coming up in the next month or so mm-hmm. that will be system-wide. Um, but uh, got some great stuff. We just started actually yesterday. I've got uh, chicken chorizo chili quiles. Uh, you can change the meat if you want on that, but uh, what do you recommend? Uh, I it, the chicken chorizo is amazing. We yeah. make it in house uh, with the sunny side eggs over the top. It's it's delightful. Um, I've when got did a, eggs over the sunny side egg over the top of food be, become a thing? Do you remember? Because uh, as a kid, I mean, I don't remember that. It, it's the look when you break the yolk, how it just yeah. kind of drizzles yeah. down over the top, makes makes the whole item juicy. So. I like that one, and uh, I'm going to be digging in here in just a little bit. So you got two egg dishes there. You got the chorizo one, and then you got the burger, the open face burger. Tell us a little bit about that one. All right. So that's our fork and knife breakfast burger. We uh, we we haven't had a breakfast burger on the menu for a little while. We actually ran one uh, a little special with KXNO. The morning guys mm-hmm. uh, did one. This one's just a little different. We got a little uh, little spicier piece of toast. It's got a corn uh, jalapeno cornbread. Uh, toast on the bottom it's got hash browns it's got a burger patty with american cheese we got canadian bacon gotta have that and it's got uh, (laughs) like a little bit spicy queso cheese sauce over top and then uh, topped with the uh, sunny side egg so So where's the lab where do you guys where do you guys sequester yourselves and come up with all of these things and who gets to taste all of these before they actually the public gets to consume them where's the lab uh, us as managers, we throw around ideas, stuff like that. Um, we see cool products. Uh, our director of restaurants, uh, Dominic, he mm-hmm. sends me stuff all the time, cool ideas. And he's we been with the a company lot. a long time, maybe since the day whole, one. Yep, yeah, day one. So uh, he's great. He sends me a lot of Instagram stuff. We look at those things. Uh, he does a lot of the ones that go system wide. Okay. Uh, but my team creates a lot of the ones that we do at Bacon, uh, the breakfast burger and and the uh, the tur- turkey bacon melt is uh, my assistant kitchen manager. The chili killies is my kitchen manager. Um, you know, I, I put my little spin on them or whatever, and uh, we go from there. But uh, the staff tries things usually. We bounce the the, the you know sound off of them uh, for it, and uh, they we just we have a good time playing with it, and it makes it fun, keeps it fresh. Sure. You know, you you serve a lot of the same stuff every day the the staples, ribs, and pulled pork and brisket and stuff like that, which you're and, fine by the way. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> There's absolutely nothing wrong with right. those things. I think we do. A little bit more at our store just because we're a little different in that we have the breakfast menu mm-hmm. so there's a lot of different things that we can do there and that's kind of where this started out of was you know it, dom's really great at, at coming up with different things for the regular menu changes different different items and stuff um, but we really hadn't changed the breakfast menu up much so we started doing this program and the things that uh, the things that stick we we will swap out for something else and and go from there we uh we have a breakfast poutine that we did uh that uh a year and a half ago at the state fair that made it on the breakfast huh. menu uh, grinder. So, yeah. you know, I'm from Canada and I've never eaten poutine in my life. You're crazy. <laughs> I've never, honest to God, I, I've never tried it. And I don't remember it being a thing when I was there. Maybe that's a Eastern or a Western Maybe, Canadian you know, thing. I think it's a French Canadian thing. Ah, that would make guess, sense. Yeah. If I had to guess. So it did, is poutine popular here? 
Uh, it is. Uh, it was featured at the state fair uh, mm-hmm. a couple year and a half ago or whatever. Uh, was the uh, was the themed food at the fair, and so we we just decided we'd do a breakfast version of it. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times it's fries with brown gravy. Um, you know, we obviously have our bacon sausage mm-hmm. gravy we put on Oof. it, but it's it's definitely a good item and it's sold super well. It's one of our top ten breakfast items that we sell. So. Isn't that something? Scott, uh, there's expansion continuing to happen with Jethro's. Iowa, Iowa City, City, right? Yeah. yeah, it's going to be getting one here pretty soon. And then what you guys have going on right next to Wells Fargo Arena. Now, I know you're over at Bacon Bacon in West Des Moines, so I don't know mm. if you know all the particulars there. But, boy, that building, first of all, just it's such an interesting building that you guys are moving into a huge area and something that's needed around Wells Fargo Arena. Uh, what do you know? What's the latest kind of on that front and, and a potential opening for that destination? Sure. So, um so that one actually was a relocation of the Drake location. Of course, yeah. uh, we started out, we were going to remodel Drake, but as it got further along, that building became available and Bruce decided that the foot traffic there was just going to be a little bit better than Drake. Um, it is a little bit harder remodel because he's putting in an elevator and obviously mm. it was an office building. So it's taken a little bit longer uh, to do that stuff. And I think at the beginning of the construction, some of the supply line stuff uh, kept materials and stuff from from being delivered in a real timely manner um that one i think is looking mid-summer okay uh the uh, surprisingly enough as as much behind that that the iowa city property came open uh that one's on schedule to open maybe mid-april so that so one will actually beat it so. when you do open a new location do all of your do all of the managers get together for input as to you know what works at your place what works at altoona what works at names etc uh, is that how that comes together? So I haven't actually, I've only been around for one opening and I wasn't really a part of it. Um, I think, you know, the, the corporate staff gets together. Bruce has a lot of input, obviously, mm-hmm. Dom, on what the menu is going to be like. They usually try to do something a little bit different. The Iowa City one is actually going to feature the same menu, the slow smoke steaks uh, that Jethro's and Jake's does right? in yeah. Altoona. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and the downtown one, from what I understand, is going to be called Jethro's All-Stars. So it's going to feature different items, like favorite items mm-hmm. from all the different stores kind of thing. So, And then obviously it'll have the core barbecue menu as well. So, Well, uh, you got a good thing going. I don't think there's any question about that. But it won't make it in time for March Madness, right, by the sounds uh, of Unfortunately, yeah. it, w- it it'll won't be make back. it that early. But yeah, absolutely. And by the time it's back, everything uh, you guys will have everything running smooth uh, by the, you know, get open uh, past the opening jitters. All right, so let's go over this. Also, French toast sticks. Is that something new or something you just thought that the boys in the morning might like? A little? <laughs> well, it, it, with the sticks, in the stick version, it's a little more shareable. We have amazing french toast on the menu uh, amazing pancakes but uh dippable a little mm-hmm. bit you know you can do it as an appetizer you can do it as a dessert um we a breakfast did, appetizer i don't think i've ever yeah, heard of absolutely. that before why not right well we sell about 200 buckets of bacon a, a week <laughs> Um, and that's our one of our breakfast yeah. appetizers. It's just a little bucket of uh, of bacon that's ten pieces, and we saw a lot of those. So, you know, we thought, you know, there's got to be some other. How things How many different that you can flavors do. of bacon are there? Uh, well, we have we have two. We have one that we use uh, for the buckets, which is yeah. a little smaller, you know, version. But then we have the bacon that we use for breakfasts and and stuff like that. So. 
But he, there's uh, there's unlimited numbers if you want to do it. It's just a matter sure. of of uh, I think when they first opened, they used to sell bacon by the pound and stuff. But some of the state requirements on that stuff is uh, makes it a little bit restrictive to to offer those things. So Scott, I always enjoy when I get a client meeting and hey, let's go to Jethro's and that's always a good one. But we have a lot of business people that are listening to us thinking about, all right, you get sub sandwiches for the office, you get pizza, Mm. something like that. Tell us what you guys do on the catering side of things. You want to bring in a bunch of food, you know, for your office, whatever it is, kind of the easiest way and some of the favorites from that catering menu. So um, a couple different ways that you can order catering. You can do some of the the preset packages that we do. Uh, You know, there's a build-your-own sandwich. There's a build-your-own buffet, which gives you a a couple different choices of meats, couple sides, bread choice. Um, You can add a salad to that one for a a dollar more. Um, There's a a barbecue buffet one that's barbecue favorites. It's got ribs and wings and meat, sides, bread. Um, Otherwise, you know, if you're looking for something in particular, you can always do the a la carte stuff um, and mix and match a little more. You know, we've got sliders, we've got regular size buns. Uh, corn muffins are probably the most popular other, other than the sandwich buns, but uh, 10, 12 different sides that you can pick from. Uh, desserts, we've got, uh, we kind of got it all. In our location last year, we, um, we started offering a breakfast catering menu too. I think that's becoming more popular actually. Uh, one of the pest control services here in town is having us out to do a breakfast catering in the morning for their group. So nice. about 30 people. So Well, uh, when, uh, when we rejoin in hour number two, we have Adam Emenecker's joining the program. You look like you're a good eater um have you tackled the emenecker <laughs> so uh oddly enough i look like i'm a good eater because i don't have the best metabolism ah, gotcha. however uh before i started working for jethro's um i actually i went into the drake location and i tried it i How tapped out get? after 12 minutes yeah. and i had two heaping to-go boxes of food left over <laughs> it's, so. it's unbelievable how big the sandwich is i'm sure you've seen somebody beat it well you get a sure you get your picture right. up on the what, hall of fame what does it look like when somebody does it? obviously i've never seen anybody do it before well, they're laying on the floor comatose <laughs> um well usually after they beat it they don't look like a champion they <laughs> right. look like you know they need an iv and a nap oh, my um but uh it, i've i've actually only seen one person ever mm, ever beat it really? so that's me personally um you know we have the competitive eater molly that comes yeah. around and does it at all of our locations it has the record but you know we we uh here and there people try it not too many get too far into it it's usually i i think i i'm close to about what you know what people normally eat that maybe half of it so what's your favorite maybe it's unfair what's your favorite thing on the menu right now uh right now is sliced brisket it's always sliced Mm -hmm. brisket it's top notch Mm -hmm. there's really no way to beat that Mm -hmm. and you know for a guy that needs to watch how many carbs and stuff (laughs) he he's intaking that you can't beat that Mm -hmm. so we've been running uh monday specials that have been pretty popular uh we did a prime rib a couple weeks ago aren't Uh, you running wing specials one night too or you at least so every tuesday we do buy 10 get 10 on bone-in wings and our thursday special is boneless so half price of whatever you order for boneless we did a huge blowout wing sale um the the second would have been the monday right after new year's um where we did three for one so you got for the price of 10 you got 30 wings um and we sold our location alone sold right around 2500 wings Mm. so 
Which reminds me, a lot if of people are looking to place orders, <laughs> yeah. we've got Super Bowl coming up, That's too. That's a great so, point. You yeah. know, make sure that you reach out to your local, you know, whichever your favorite Jetco's is. And probably don't early. do it the day before, right? You know, we, we do really great eat catering, wings, whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, on short notice. But, you know, uh, there's only so many wings that fit in a fryer. So it's not a bad idea to have your order placed, you know, maybe three, four days a week in advance just mm-hmm. so you can kind of book. What we do is we book times for people. Um, so when we have a time slot that fills up, we kind of shuffle people forward or backwards to a different time slot. Uh, great to see you again. Thank you for coming in. Uh, thank you to Jethro's on behalf of all of the local shows here. The studio is sponsored by Jethro's. We're certainly appreciative of that. And best of luck downtown. Best of luck in Iowa City. And don't be a stranger. I know we said that last time. Yes. And here you are. But we'd love to have you back again. Absolutely. Well, we appreciate the partnership. Uh, it's a great chance to come on. Yep. I, I appreciate talking about the new locations. Um, you know, th- this stuff is is making specific. But there's there's always a lot of stuff going on with Jethro's. And, and it's great to come in and, and share that stuff so. yeah and you guys when you when you open in ankeny you got the prime location because prairie trail now my gosh and you were right there on front street as soon as you would drive in boom there's jethro's uh thank you scott good to see you appreciate it as always scott peel thank Th- you thanks guys our two coming up adam emenecker uh kicks things off we'll head to the twin cities dane mazatani will join us as well we're miller and condon an hour to go on des moines sports station 106.3 kxno